Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Well, hello there. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 23-year breast cancer survivor, a certified life coach, and the author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. I recently became the assistant editor of Breast Cancer Wellness Magazine, too, which is kind of fun. It's so awesome. And my name is Becky Olson. I'm a three-time survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. I'm also a professional speaker and author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Sharon and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. But before we get into our show topic today, I want to talk about something that happened recently in response to one of our shows. We had a show about raise, or actually, let me just back up. This show is about raising awareness on issues of importance to cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family. And on our show, you're not always going to hear the fluff. You're not always going to hear that it's easy. And sometimes we may, you know, we might say things that you don't want to hear. We speak the truth. And sometimes it may be our truth based on things that we experienced. And sometimes the truth is painful. Recently, we talked about breast reconstruction options with a plastic surgeon. One of our listeners wrote me afterwards with concerns about something we said on the air. It seems her physician maybe didn't share with her that radiation may make her future reconstruction more difficult. And we upset her, and for that we apologize. But the fact is, sometimes as patients, we don't get told everything up front. It's not that your physician doesn't want you to know. It's more likely that they're focused on saving your life, and the rest really doesn't even enter their sphere of discussion. My radiation oncologist didn't tell me either. I had to talk to a plastic surgeon to learn the truth, and then I experienced it personally during my many, (laughs) and Sharon knows how many, Mm -hmm. attempts at making me look whole. After my lumpectomy with radiation and chemo 21 years ago, I went years not knowing I could even get a breast prosthesis to even myself out. I'd never heard of one. I had no idea that such a thing existed, and I used rolled-up socks inside my bra. And why wasn't I told that I could just simply go get a prosthetic, and it would just make everything seem so much easier and more comfortable? Well, this is why we're here. You know, we're not doctors, but we have lived this, and we have experienced many things. So I am truly thankful that the person who reached out to us had the courage to share her thoughts. It was a good reminder that what we do is important and it does matter. And if you're listening to the live show, anytime you're listening to our live show, we invite you to call in and talk to us on the air. The number is 866-472-5792. And with that... Thank you so much, Sharon, for giving me this minute here <laughs> as I digress. So let's get on with the show. Well, not a problem. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because it is an important point. Um, before we really get into our topic, which is Mother's Day coming up, we mm-hmm. wanted to honor our mothers um, on this show. Um, I want to introduce A-Rod. He's our engineer and um, ask him a little bit about his mom. Hello, are Becky, you there, Sharon? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, there you good. Are. Hey. Yay! Hi there. How's it so, going? So, tell me a little bit about your mom and uh, why you want to honor her on the air today. 
Um, really, the, the reason I want to honor my mom is uh, most people really don't know this because I kind of keep my personal stuff to myself. But um, yeah, really, uh, my mom's actually deceased. She passed uh, prior before I actually graduated high school. Uh, it was actually Aww, two days yeah. before Christmas. But yeah, it, it was a, it was really hard. It was it was a big struggle. It, it definitely affected my life and, and changes everything around for me. I mean, really. It sure she, does. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was a good woman. Uh, very proud of her. Very glad that she brought me into the world. She gave me the blessing, you know, to go around and do what I got to do and kind of just help change people's lives. I mean, really, I'm just very thankful for her. She's been there. She's been there. It's been, it's been, a, little, mm-hmm. been a little rough. I mean, my personal life is kind of a little hard, but I usually don't let it get to me as much. But, yeah, she's a great woman. Miss her. Uh, my whole family talks about her all the time, so. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. And I know, you know, just the fact that our moms are gone sometimes, that is so hard because the moms are really the heart of our families. And yeah. so I'm so sorry that you've lost your mom, so especially so early in life, um, because, uh, yeah, I, I was actually blessed with three moms. <laughs> Uh, it's oh, a long wow. story, and maybe I'll get into the part of that when we when we keep going. But but you know, there's people in our lives that can um, kind of take that place. And um, uh, when one isn't around physically, I know she'll always be in your heart. So yeah. yes, yes. thank you for sharing. That was oh, very yeah. sweet. Yeah, thank you for letting me come on the air. It's funny because I'm always behind the scenes. If, if people <laughs> call in today, um, A-Rod will be taking your call and patching you through so you can hear what Definitely a great guy he is. So Absolutely. just give us a call and, and share your story. So, so anyway. let's get on with our Mother's Day um, show. Um, uh, you can certainly call in, like Becky said, to pay tribute to, to your mom on the air with us. Um, and again, that number is 866-472-5792. And this, this show will be in our archives within an hour. And so what a great way to tell your mom you love and appreciate her. And you can simply go to the archives and play the show for her. So um, what, a, what a nice idea. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Becky, um, why don't you talk a little bit about your mom? Uh, you know, my mom, I loved her so much. She was always my biggest fan. She supported me, you know, when I first became a professional speaker many years ago. She always wanted to go to all my speaking events. Of course, that wasn't always practical, but my mom also liked to gamble. So... <laughs> She heard I was speaking at a casino in Omaha. It was uh, one of these ones that's on the water because they couldn't actually have them on land. So my uh-huh. mom went with me on that one, and oh, she had a she had a good time. But she came to so many events. She came to every one of our fundraisers for Breast Friends. Uh, it was hard not having her there this year or last year because she did pass away in March of 2016. But I do have a photo of her that is is right. It's in my office, right above my shoulder, and I just always feel like she's just kind of looking over me that way. She's she was also over your shoulder, yeah, yeah absolutely. She always is. And my mom was also a cancer survivor, and it wasn't cancer that took her. She just, you know, it's just she was 88, and it was just her time, I guess. But, but she just was such a delightful person. Um, loved me very much, and. I loved her too. So it's hard to hard to think about not having her. And her birthday was she was born on Christmas Day. So Arod lost his mom two days before Christmas. My mom was born on Christmas Day. 
and her name was Mary Christina, which I thought was kind of sweet. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, well, she, and was, she, she was a sweet lady. I know. Yeah. She, she definitely, you know, and it's, it's interesting when we think about our moms because they were raised in such a different time, right? And, they were. And, and I, I remember, you know, just thinking about moms raised in whether it was the Depression or shortly after World War II, whatever, mm-hmm. who, wherever your mom was. But, but it's fascinating because times were so different and women's roles were so different. Um, and that is and for they, sure. yeah, they've really evolved a lot in the last, what, 50 years or yeah. I'm, how old am I now? 60. Yeah. <laughs> you want to admit that on the air? Uh, okay, I then. Know it, I know it, but that's okay. Hopefully I, I don't act that old. So, no. nor look it actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sharon, anyway. I have to share a quick little fun story. When I was really little, we lived up in Seattle, and when my mom would get mad about something, she would grab this wooden spoon. Now, she would never, ever hit us with it, but she would kind of chase us like she was going to, and I would crawl underneath the dining room table, and I would pull all the chair legs in around me, so I was like in a little cage, and I knew there was no way she was going under that table to get to me, and pretty soon, we're all laughing, and, and my mom's laughing, too, so that was always... You know, this was her big threat. Like, I'm going to get you with my wooden spoon. Yeah, right. Uh huh. Let's let's see if you can catch me first. I had a mom that did hit me with a wooden spoon. So oh. I was quite as lucky. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Well, why don't we talk about your? You had three moms. I know oh, that. I know. So uh, why don't you share that? I actually still have two of them around, which is lovely. Um, I I was adopted at ten days old, so. I kind of have a, a convoluted story, but um, let's just say that I was adopted at uh, 10 days old and uh, um, my birth, excuse me, my my adopted parents were a little bit older when they adopted me and they were 40 and um, they weren't exactly the best parents, but again, I think people do the absolute best that they can under the circumstances. My mom had some challenges in her own life. She was, she was actually born paralyzed on one side, um, had uh, like a limp on her left leg and her left arm didn't work very well. And so again, like I was saying, um, you know, times were so different and, and she was not very well respected with because of that um, affirmity that she had uh, from birth. And so she had a challenging life too. So she passed that on, <laughs> unfortunately, in some ways. But, you know, that's that's the life that uh, I, I had. And then when I was about 13, I actually went to live with my cousin, and my cousin was uh, 12, almost 13 years older than I was, and, you know, I felt completely blessed to be able to uh, move into her home and finish, like go to high school uh, with with her and uh, her husband, and you know we we created our own little family with that. And then she adopted two more children, um, one when I was fifteen, my sister Kate, and uh, also uh, when I was nineteen, which I'd already moved out, uh, my brother Robert. So yeah, very interesting kind of background there, and then. As you well have figured out, then I had a birth mom um, that actually has come into my life in the last about eight years. Um, I found her and we've had a, a, a nice relationship and come to find out I have four half siblings as well. So, yeah, it's amazing how we can create a family from 
from just about anything. (laughs) And Sharon, you didn't know anything about your half-siblings until you found your birth mom, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, that was another blessing that definitely has had an impact on my life. But, But again, you know... Uh, all of these women were special, special women in their own right. Um, they added to my life in many, many ways, and they still continue to. Um, and, you know, moms are that really that heart, right, of the family. And I, mm-hmm. I no matter what your family structure is, um, that person is still very valuable as far as a guide of what to do in life or maybe even not to do in your life right. um, so it's important that we we learned from from those experiences yeah I, you know I, it, there's just everybody can contribute you know sometimes we go through life and there are a lot of difficult things that we face you know whether it's something that happens as we're young children growing up but we can learn from all those experiences and Sharon I know you picked up a lot of different things from, you know, from having such a diverse background as you did, uh, you were able to really, you know, learn from that and it be- and you became the, the person that you became because of, of well, absolutely. all and, of that. And being a mom myself, um, I, I took that very, very seriously. And mm-hmm. when I married um, and had um, uh, a child, it was funny because I married a man who had two children and I became instant stepmom to two amazing children and had a baby. And so all of that happened within like a year and a half. So I was like, boom, instant mom of three kids. Wow. <laughs> And so I have to admit, there was some adjustment involved in that, but I loved being a mom to both my own blood daughter as well as my stepkids, and I still today love it just as much. But it's it's a different role when you're when you're mom to adult children. Mm-hmm. Um, I I always I kiddingly say, and it's really not a joke, but uh, there's not a book on how to be a good mom to adult children, and because I, I was I was the type of mom who always you know would grab the newest greatest book on you know how to be a good mom, how to be a good parent, and uh, but when they grow up and start living their own lives it's like uh you know it's it's kind of a funny thing I had this one situation I'll tell a little story on my daughter she moved to New York and I remember going to visit her the first time and we're taking off and we're gonna go to the city and I said are you gonna be warm enough in that (laughs) (laughs) now mind you my daughter is like a world traveler you know she'd been to the Middle East before this and she'd been on her own for many years and I'm like I I I like once it came out of my mouth I just like busted out laughing it's like really I mean of course she knows if she's gonna be warm enough but that mom always stays in us doesn't it it does and you know it's funny because I have five kids and they're scattered all over the, the country as well and you know whenever they come here and they're gonna go drive somewhere it's like now you be careful don't don't text and drive and don't do all these things that are really stupid things to do but you know they they have lived successfully without me you know looking over their shoulder every minute of the day it's kind of like the sweater thing you know uh-huh. mom if I'm cold I'll put a sweater I'll on don't it out. right you're right <laughs> yeah. so it is funny I, I think I, I think mom's like, never stopped really mom <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. sorry 
Sorry, yeah. I guess I didn't need to say that, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, we just never stop being moms, no matter what, you know. And kids. Let's talk about yeah. your kids for a minute. So you've got five kids, and where are they all located? Well, let me start by saying that kind of like you, except in the reverse of that, when I married Bill, I had two kids already, and he, he they just became his family right away. In fact, they were in our, our wedding. So kind of the same thing. When he married me, he married a family. And then we had three more children. So mm-hmm. uh, the oldest two are live down in Georgia. And then our three that we had together, one lives in Boston with her family. And she runs a, a shoe company back there called York, York Athletics. So pardon the, the shameless plug there. Okay. <laughs> we, can, we can do shameless plugs. This is our show. It is. That's true. We can do that if we want to. And then we have a son down in in Los Angeles, and he he was a graduate of USC Film School. So he's down there just kind of working hard to do what he wants to do. And then we have our our son here, Micah, who lives in Eugene. He's the closest to us. And, you know, I, I will always remember the day. I remember when Micah was five, and it was the night before his sixth birthday. I sat on his bed And I looked at him and I started crying and he asked me what was wrong. And I said, this is the last night I can count you on one hand. Oh, And to me, as long as you can count their age on one hand, they're babies. The minute you have to go to a second hand, they're not babies anymore. And, you know, all all five of my kids will always be my babies. But of course, you know, it, it was a I remember that moment because, you know, we were done having children and it just was kind of a sad night for me to, you know, I've been raising babies for so long. It was really, really tough to kind of make that transition to suddenly not having any more babies in my house. Anyway, um, but yeah. It, well, I think that's that's very common, especially like, you know, when you're babies, uh, even though they're, you know, 18 years old, they go off to college or they move out or they do, you know, that whole emptiness thing. That yeah. is, we can have a conversation about that. That's a yeah. long one. And, you know, and sometimes they do that and then they stay gone, you know, like the, the sundown in, in L.A. He went to USC film school graduated and stayed right, there right and there's all there's a big film industry here in Portland I just wish he'd kind of say okay maybe I'll come back home for a while <laughs> and then or, our son or you have the other ones that come back yeah, and well, don't go away. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is very true so listen we, we we are coming up on the break and so we will be coming back in a couple minutes but we do want to encourage callers we would love to have you Go on record on our show talking about your mom. Tell us why she was so awesome. And remember, this show is going to be recorded and stored in our archives. So you can pull up the show like Sharon said earlier. You can pull it up after the fact. You can play it for mom and say, look what I said about you, mom. And if, you know, if your mom has passed away, there are still people in your life that will appreciate hearing that message. So we invite you to call. Again, our number is 866 472 5792. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple minutes. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. 
please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high-risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to our program. We've been talking about moms and honoring those moms for Mother's Day, whether your mom is still um, around for you or maybe she's gone to heaven and and she's uh, looking down on you at this point. But, you know, moms are such an important part. And I know um, we talk to a lot of ladies um, about their cancer diagnosis and um, their biggest question is, what if something happens to me, right? If, oh, yeah. if what happens, what happens to my kids if something happens to me? And I know I just had a conversation about that just yesterday with a lady who walked in the office, and oh my goodness, that that's like the first thing. Um, I remember Becky when <laughs> when you were when you were diagnosed, um, and uh, and you had. Bill all married off and and with with a bimbo and and you know somebody else raising your children and I, I I mean that was like literally in the very first part of of your thought process wasn't oh, it oh very early in fact um, when I was first diagnosed my husband had had plans to go to Promise Keepers with his friend that same weekend and he offered to stay home to be with me because you know he knew how scared I was but in all honesty Sharon. I could imagine no place I would rather have him be than with 65,000 men all praying for their wives and their their families. And so he went and I was home alone and it was during that alone time I was standing I was standing in front of my closet. I'm looking at all my clothing in there and I'm picturing them being gone. I wondered if I died, how long would it take him to empty Ooh. out my closet? Ooh, and then, <laughs> I know, and then I had uh-huh. this vision of probably wouldn't take him long at all. 
In mm-hmm. fact, he'd bring home some 22-year-old and she'd be a size 2, which I'm not. And <laughs> Who suddenly <is? laughs> my, my, my closets would be filled with her clothes. And then I decided her name would be either Brandy or Brittany. Or, and I do apologize to all the Brandies and Brittanys in the world. But that was kind of the name of the day. And plus or he wouldn't Bambi. have to change. <laughs> yeah, or Bambi. He wouldn't have to change the monograms. Absolutely. When he, when he came home that night from work... He was in so much trouble. I mean, he had no idea what hit him. I had him all married off. They were gonna. My kids would be calling her mom, and she'd be 22. And I just like, mm. well, I'm I'm very happy to tell you that next week we are celebrating 37 years of marriage. So that's amazing! Yeah, ditch me. We're still married. Yep, yep. And yeah. and after 20 years and three bouts of of cancer, um, that's a that's an amazing um. Amazing mark, you know, in history, really, you know. Why don't we talk about that empty nester thing I was talking about earlier? And so anyway, um, again, no no uh, um, manuals for, for when your kids grow up, right? And I know that whole time when all of a sudden you have a lot of responsibilities when you have kids at home, right? Yeah, but, for sure. But all of a sudden, they're gone. They're gone to college or they've gone, they've moved away or or they're just all grown up and they're starting their own lives. And uh, wow, you know, it's like not being needed on a daily basis like that. I know that can be really hard. Yeah, and we, we go identities. from that role and just mm-hmm. suddenly it's it's gone. Yeah, our identities are so wrapped up, at least mine was, uh, so wrapped up in being mom. That was a huge role for me. And I was a working mom, um, as you were, Becky. But but at the same time, being a mom was very, very important to me. And um, and so that that was a bit of a blow when all your kids, I mean, it, it, to me, my, that's my job is to make sure that um, I'm doing a good job mm-hmm. and that you're preparing your child to go out into the world and be successful and, you know, be able to live on their own. But it's still one of those double-edged swords. You're like, oh, darn. (laughs) I know. And then if we're not really careful, we end up becoming a mom to our spouses. And and that's probably not fair to them, you know. It's it's like we got to mom somebody. So I got a little dog. And so now I get to be his mom. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And what a cutie he is, too. Well, so it looks like we have a guest on, Sharon, we have a guest on hold now. So, okay. A-Rod, can you put our caller through? I'm not sure who it is, but we'll figure it out when you put them through. So, who do we have? Hello? Hello? Hello. Hi, Happy who's this? Happy Mother's Day. Hi. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, my gosh. Children. These are all, all your children. five children, darling. Is this all five of my kids? It is. Yes. Oh, my, my gosh. Goodness. We have plotted against you. Really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. so one at, one at a time, say something so I can hear your voice. Hi, Mom. It's Micah. Uh, I'll go Hi, first because I'm the youngest. You what? <laughs> I'll go first because I'm the youngest, which I guess means Elijah will go second. But okay. uh, happy Mother's Day. Cool that I got to listen to you on the radio while I was on hold, and it sounded great. Oh, thanks, honey. You, did you hear me tell the story of when you turned six and I cried? <laughs> no, but I know the story. Because you're no longer a baby. <laughs> yeah, it takes me two Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Micah, thanks, honey, for calling. I love you. Micah, do you, do you have you. A, a story you want to tell about your mom? 
You can tell on her right now. <laughs> Be nice. Remember to buy your Christmas uh, presents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will. Mom's really great. She uh, makes the best pork chops and uh, <laughs> is uh, always a hardworking mama that made made it life for us at the house very comfortable and really Aww. appreciate all that you did for us. Thanks, honey. Oh, that means so much. Oh, I'm going to cry. No, well, I'm not going to. I already am. I was going to say. <laughs> you're behind schedule if you're not. <laughs> My husband must have known about this, too, because he reminded me to take Kleenex on the show today, and I didn't. So, silly me. What was I thinking? Yep. Oh, Micah, thank you, sweetheart. That really means a lot. And, and so, we have, we have all five of you on the phone? I think Elijah's having a hard time with his phone connection, but this is Beth. I'll go next. <laughs> hi, hi, Beth. I, I gave yeah. York Athletics a plug on the air. I probably, oh, you know, you did. like Sharon said, it is our show. We can do that if we want. <laughs> we can get away with doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we, love the, uh, we love the mom plug. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Elijah. Yeah. And so, Beth, do you have a story you want to tell about your mom? Yeah, I mean, well, Elijah's, I'm glad Elijah's not here because he usually wins the Who Made Mom Cry the Hardest contest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I want to just second that with Micah. I think it was really um, important for me growing up to see you, you know, as such a hardworking mom and really focused and, um, you know, figuring out how to balance career and family and that's been inspiring to me and something I've always tried to figure out how to do better so thank you yeah because you have two boys so you're 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 doing it right mm-hmm. now aren't you Beth working on it mm-hmm. oh my gosh Sharon knows I'm crying and I can't talk very that's well okay. <laughs> that's okay I'll take over it's all right uh-huh. I figured you'd be crying so and I'd be surprised if you weren't so okay <laughs> Beth, so thank you honey so much and oh my gosh you guys Love I'm you. I'm mm, thank you you know when Beth when Beth talks about the who could make me cry the most they used to take me to the movies we'd go to the movies as a family and they would take bets on how long it would take me to cry because they'd take me to, I remember when we went to see Armageddon and there was that moment in that movie and I looked I was crying and Micah looks over at me and he goes yes <laughs> well he must have won totally that bet proud. that time you, you passed that one on to me I'm just like a blubbering baby in every single movie and now my boys know to look over at me and all that means is that they feel it too. Exactly. Like That's what I feel it. They know when yeah. to look over at me and they know when I'm going to be crying. So yep. like, mm-hmm. I totally get that. Cause your dad does that now he'll look over at me like, and he, he always calls me bunny. It was something that a nickname he gave me years ago. And he looks over at me and he says, bunny cries. And I look at him. Yeah. Yes, I'm crying, and it's because I know, like you said, Beth, he's feeling it too. So it must run. <laughs> yeah. it must be. It just must run in the family, is all I can say. <laughs> so, okay, good. Thank all you, right. You so and much. who else do we have on the line? All right. Well, this is Josh. Hey, Ma, love Hi, you. Josh. Happy Mother's Day. I love you too, honey. Aw, <laughs> thanks, honey. So what? So what I've do been you making have you cry say? longer than all the other kids combined, because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm older. So, um, you know, my, my story is, you know, and of course, I, I predate Beth by, you know, a good five years or so. And this is back in the day when, you know, parents were so allowed to punish their children for things. And I remember one time uh, I made you cry 
when you were trying to spank me with a wooden spoon and you know, <laughs> you were trying to teach me a lesson <laughs> and uh, uh, I ended up making you cry because I, I broke your favorite spoon on my butt. This is terrible. The police are going to come and arrest me now. Oh, <laughs> oh this, is, this is over 30 years ago. I'm sure I'm sure this is a statute of limitations is up on this one. But, uh, you are you're always a tough little no, kid. Like, that proves it right but, there. But, but, my mom, but, Mom, you were crying because you, you thought that you would hurt me. And, and honestly, I didn't even feel it. All I know is that you tried to spank me and the spoon broke. And it, I, I, it didn't hurt at all. Just, just so oh, you know, it didn't hurt. telling me that. <laughs> So all that oh. you can let go of, Becky. <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, okay, <laughs> oh and do we have do we have Tanya on there too? Yes, I am here. Hi, Hi Tanya. Mother's Day, Tanya's Mom. my oldest, and jo- Tanya and Josh both live in Georgia. Hi, honey. <laughs> Hi. Wow, and they all took time out from their days to do this. I'm I'm so <laughs> blessed. Thank you, um, Mom. I just wanted to let you know that. I know that I was already moved out of the house when all of this, all of the cancer started and happened and that I was too caught up in my own stuff to be there for you. And I just wanted to tell you Uh that I'm sorry. Honey, I love you so much. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad, honestly, you didn't have to be here to watch all that. And you're just such an amazing young woman. You've gone through your own stuff. And I'm so proud of you. So thank you. And uh, you were my first little girl. And, you know, there's there's something special about that first. You know, I have no idea as a parent what you're doing. And and, and you turned out awesome. You're in the anyway. trial ground. <laughs> Despite myself yeah. and everyone else, I turned out okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you absolutely cool. did. Thank you, so, honey. Oh, you guys. Did we, thank did you. we ever get Elisha back? No, nope, oh, guess, guess not. not. All okay. right. Well, I'm sure he would have more wonderful things to say about you, Becky. So happy <laughs> Mother's Day! Thank you guys for calling in. I'm glad it worked out. So enjoy your day. Happy Mother's Day Thanks, to guys. you too. Love you all. Thank you. Love you, what Mom. A gift. Love you. Love you too, Bye. honey. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what a gift! Oh my gosh. Isn't that sweet? So we actually yeah. have Allison also on the line with us. So um, do we want to bring her on before the break? Yeah, we've we've got a couple minutes, and then we can keep okay. her on after the break if we Absolutely. if we run out. So all right. So Allison, are you there? Can you hear hi. me? Hi. Cool. Can you well, hear hi, me? Hi, Allison. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Can you hear us? Okay. Hey, Becky and Sharon. Hi. So Allison, how would you like to talk about your mom today? Um, Well, my mom um, was a very special mom. I grew up as an only child, and um, my mom and I were best friends. And um, I can always remember her as someone who was very kind and loving, and uh, she always made me feel special. Her special angel is what she called me. Oh, I can see where she'd come with that, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Unfortunately, she passed away in 2003, and um, she's not with us any longer, but I know that she lives in my heart, and Mm -hmm. um, she would be very proud of me and my family, and I just want to honor her and appreciate all that she's 
done uh, through her years, and one of the things that I really uh, remember about my mom, she was a school teacher by trade, but uh, her, uh, my dad and her uh, taught Sunday school uh, in an inner city church, and um, the kids that she taught were, were like her own kids. Uh, she loved them, and she um, always wanted the best for them, and there were um, two uh, particular boys that she um, really grew fond of, and when they left to, to um, go to college, she bought them each a, a backpack, and it was an L.L. Bean backpack, and uh, she told each of them that this backpack would last for years, and I got a... Um, connected with one of them on Facebook, and um, he actually had sent me a picture of, of this backpack, and it had uh, survived five years of college. It had survived um, the Army, um, his <laughs> deployment in the Army in, in Kuwait and Korea, and it looks like in perfect shape. Um, wow. It really touched his heart to know that she loved him and wanted the very best for him and, and his family. Oh, you know, that kind of goes to that non-traditional mother that we talked about earlier. So it sounds like your mom was a wonderful mom to you, but she was also a, a kind of a surrogate mom to some other people. And, and that just really makes her way up the ladder on my list. So oh, good yes, job. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, yeah. why don't you hang on with this, Allison? Um, I have some other questions, but I think we have another caller that I'd love to get on the line with us. Yeah, so Allison, don't hang up because we want to come back to you. But Okay, sounds so, good. So let me bring the, the next caller on because this is exciting. So we have Chelsea. Chelsea, where are you, honey? Can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. you're just great. So, Chelsea, Hi. why don't you tell your mama? <laughs> Honey, thank you. I was so, okay, now I'm crying. So, when <laughs> when I got the little note from our engineer that Chelsea was on the line, and I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I hear I knew, I knew all about Becky's kids calling, but <laughs> I think we got a double surprise here, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. I'm just so so grateful for uh, the Olsen kids, so much so for uh, inviting me and including me. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. And uh, I just, I love you guys both so much. And uh, I, uh, I am so, so grateful. So well, do you have a story on me? <laughs> I, I was just going to ask her that. I bet you've got a bunch of them. <laughs> Uh, please tell me that she spanked well, you with a wooden spoon, I was, please. I was, uh, I was nine years old when, uh, when you were diagnosed. And um, so, I, I mean, I guess at that age, you know, not really knowing what was happening and being confronted with the idea that I might lose my mom, um, I think that it really brought on a lot of extra thoughts and responsibility and feeling like I needed to protect you all the time. And I, I just remember a few times like when you would fall and every time I would just be so worried and so concerned that you weren't, weren't okay. And um, I just think one of the most inspiring things about both of you guys is how through a difficult experience and life-changing um, 
moments in life that you guys have both uh, banded together and created Breast Friends and um, are changing other people's lives and giving them a space and a voice to speak out. And it inspires me all the time to just see how um, you can, you know, take take a horrible experience and, and make it good. And that's something that I, I carry with me throughout my day-to-day and through all the goals and future aspirations. Oh, darling, you mean so much to me, so thank you. you. Your mom is so proud of you, and you know what? I'm proud of you, too. We've known, I've known you, not clearly not as long as your mom has, (laughs) but I've known you since you were a little girl, and, you know, watching you, and and here's the chance for for your mom to give a shameless plug, but um, to watch (laughs) the success you've had you know, in your career, and Sharon, go ahead, brag for 30 seconds, and, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, really well, yes, it's Mother's Day, it's about you guys, so, <laughs> oh, bless your heart, well, well, I, again, I am very proud of you, and, and thank you very much for calling, darling, you, you are very special, very special young woman, so, um, again, I, I don't know if you heard, but I told the story about when you first moved to New York, and I asked you if you were going to be warm enough, <laughs> <laughs> when we went out one day and you you look at me and you just kind of roll your eyes and go, God, mom, really? <laughs> so well, once kind of a mom, always a mom, I guess, like right? That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so but thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day, you sweetie. Your and, and, so, I mean, um, you, we'll you talk say later. it and then I think it, so it happens. So I just <laughs> thank you so much for being such a supportive um amazing woman and uh i couldn't do it without you thanks darling i'm glad i could be here for you thanks for calling in chelsea i know that you just made your mama's day (laughs) absolutely thank you so much thank you all right well have a great day and and I, I think we need to go out to break now because Sharon needs to regain her composure. I've already had my opportunity to do that. So let, let's go on out to break and we'll pick up on the other side. So we'll bring Allison back on the other side of the break. Stay with us and we'll be right back. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that 
opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Well, thanks for being with us. Uh, we've been talking about moms and honoring uh, our moms for Mother's Day. And boy, Becky and I both had just amazing surprises um, just on the last segment. So um, thank you for that. That was absolutely amazing. So that was so I, special. Wow. <laughs> it was. We, we do have a few more minutes to talk. And so if you want to get a, a call in, please give us a holler at uh, 866-472-5792. But in the meantime, we still have Allison on the line because we we kind of got interrupted there um, with that special um, uh, phone call from my daughter. So anyway, <clears throat> um, yes, Allison, I, I thought that was very special and really meant a lot. Oh, oh uh, absolutely! It was it was to hear them call. Um, I my children are are teenagers, um, and I'm a breast cancer survivor. It's been twelve years. And um, I hope that, um, you know, they were three and four when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So they don't oh, remember my, a little lot, ones. which I'm very mm-hmm. thankful for, um, right. that they don't remember, you know, mommy going through um, the breast cancer journey. And one of the most difficult things was not to have my mom there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet, because she died, uh, you said, right before or uh, like a year before you were diagnosed? She died in 2003, and I was diagnosed in 2004. Mm, Yeah. And my boys were three and four at the time of my diagnosis. And uh, it was very difficult for me not to have my mom there, because she had always been a part of my life and just like my very best friend. And uh, my dad was still living and came to visit and was with me during some of my treatments. But it's just different, you know, not having your mom there to hold your hand and to, you know, to give you a big hug and and to walk you through the process. Uh, She was actually um, diagnosed with breast cancer in 1995. It was stage zero. um, Okay. Very early stages and... um, so, you know, she knew a little bit what I would have been experiencing, the fear mm-hmm. of the cancer diagnosis. So not having her there was, you know, a big loss for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, you know, you just, I remember um, when when I was diagnosed and Chelsea brought that up just a bit, you know, being nine years old. Um, and really the only people that I knew who were, um, who'd gone through cancer at that point had all died. Um, and sh- actually Chelsea's um, uh, kind of perspective was that as well because one of her very good friends at school had lost her mom. Yeah. And so that's what we knew about breast cancer pretty much. Uh, yeah. 
We had so the same experience why, with Beth mm-hmm, too. Her, mm-hmm. her, one of her dear friends had lost her mom to cancer um, after like four. I think she had four different battles, and on the fourth one, she didn't, she didn't survive. And yeah. so, you know, when that's their experience and that's what they see, then they hear that their mom has cancer. That's got to be very frightening for them. Yeah. So, Allison, yeah. how did you do? How did you deal with all that? You know, not having your mom, and you know, how, how did you deal with that? And how did you work with your boys to reassure them? What? What? How'd that go? Can you I, I know that for me, um, not having my mom there, um, I really relied a lot on my husband, who was the mm-hmm. biggest supporter that I had. Um, mm-hmm. He was, you know, kind and compassionate, and went with me through. Um, with all of my treatments and was there with me and then uh, my church family Um, I had a great group of ladies and friends who you know would bring over meals and help with my boys they were in pre my boys were in preschool at the time and um, I scheduled my chemo treatments toward the end of the week because I wanted the weekend to recover and Mm -hmm. um, and for my husband to be home to help with the children and Mm -hmm. so um you know, he was there to help with, you know, the meals, with cleaning, with anything that I needed, and then my friends helped, um, mm-hmm. which was a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. And I, That's wonderful. You know, really appreciated the time that, that, that they took out of their busy schedules, you know, because they were young moms, too, and had young kids, but, you know, mm-hmm. they saw, you know, something that they could do to help was to, right. you know, come over and bring a bag of groceries if I needed it or cook a mm-hmm. meal or to take the boys um, on a play date, you know, take them to the park while, while I rested and if I wasn't feeling good. So That's that wonderful. was a really a huge blessing yeah. for me. And then my um, in-laws, my mother-in-law and father-in-law came during when I had radiation because radiation, it was 30 33 treatments every day, and I was so mm-hmm. thankful for them to come and spend a month with, with me mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. help with the boys and take care of all the day-to-day um, things that needed to be done around the house. Yeah, that's and great. And, that was, and again, not everybody has that kind of a support system. So we want to make sure that that we um, acknowledge those people who kind of step up into those roles, um, even if they're not, you know, perhaps the um, birth parent or um, that person in the, in the, in a person's life that um, has that role naturally. Or mm-hmm. sometimes we have parents that just aren't, aren't able to step up into that role. Mm-hmm. And that That's happens true. sometimes. But um, I remember, Becky, I, for some reason when Allison was talking, I remembered your mom. Mm-hmm got diagnosed after you had it oh. and she said I didn't know you could get that yeah <laughs> she, get she it says I you. didn't know I could get it from I could get it from you and it's like that was my mom's sense of humor and right. I, I thought she was being you know silly and she was actually being silly but um yeah I thought that <laughs> yeah, was she didn't so she didn't think she could catch it from me is what what yeah. I believe were her words and yeah. she did she was diagnosed after me but oh, yeah you know funny. Yeah, so she was she was definitely uh, a survivor too. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I I have to share a little quick story about my one before we run out of time about my one missing child on my phone calls today because he did something pretty special when I went through this, and then I want to share an aha moment too. And so, Allison, please stay with us on the line, okay? But when I was going through my cancer 
uh, when I was going through chemo, my son Elijah, he's my second to the youngest, he uh, would come out every day and give me a big hug before I'd go to chemo. And then one day I got to my car before he heard me and he, he leaned out the window and he yells, wait, mom, wait. And he came outside and he gave me a big hug through the window. He, he did that every time I went to chemo. He just wanted to make sure that he said he loved me before I went, just in case something happened, which wow. I thought precious? was sweet. And the reason I wanted to share that story is because I can't even re- remember now what you said, Allison, but you know we all have these aha moments. And one of my aha moments during my cancer journey was realizing that the one thing that mattered to me, you know, we all kind of look at our lives and our priorities and kind of figure things out. But the one thing I knew that I was missing and I wanted it so bad is I wanted to be remembered as a good mom. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so for my son to come out and do that and then for my kids to call me today and say what they Mm -hmm. said, um, I just, it just really warms my heart because I think we all want to be remembered well. And that was, that was a beautiful thing. And, that and was, that was Sharon cute, yeah. for Chelsea to call and say that. Yeah. And, Allison, and I'm sure my, my stepkids would have called as well. I'm sure had um, Tanya gotten or Beth had gotten a hold of them as well, well because Ben and I, I spoke to both of them yesterday, in fact, and we have an amazing relationship and I feel so blessed to be in their lives as well. And, and I hope I have, um, you know, been a blessing to them as well. Oh, we have another caller before we left. We'll and it's going to have to be a quick one because we're a almost out of time. <laughs> All right. So Good. Go ahead, Rod, Put him through. So who do we have? Uh, this is Elijah saying happy Mother's Hi, Day. Hi, Elijah. Oh, yeah, you did <laughs> thank it. it. <laughs> Yay. Hi, Elijah. I'm sort of slammed here. I'm sort of slammed yeah, here. Yeah, that's, so that's okay. We only have about 20 seconds left, so we're good. <laughs> so you thank you, honey. Something special to say to your mom, honey? Uh, happy Mother's Day, and keep me on whatever positive list that keeps me uh, in your good graces uh, <laughs> by me calling in so that nobody ostracizes me from the family as I get oh, We don't want that. Off. No, no. <laughs> Look at your pressure there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for making the call, and I really appreciate it, and I'm sure I'll talk yep. to you all later this weekend, but this means so much to me that, that all five of my kids called and Sharon's daughter called, and... I just don't think we could ask for a better day. So, day, yeah. so to, for all the mothers out there, I just want to make sure, um, or, or even if you're stepmom or you're um, a mother-in-law, you know, you're all very, very special to us. And we want to make sure that you have a wonderful Mother's Day um, here and in the future. So we will be back next week. Until then, remember, there's always hope and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.